NPR's Planet Money Summer School is back. This season is all about investing. We've got stories of big bets, bubble spotting, and cute animals, too. Every Wednesday to Labor Day from NPR's Planet Money. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Ann, welcome back. It's been a minute. I'm so happy to be back with you today, Robin. And you're here for New Music Friday. We're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out today on July 30th. It's a pretty incredible week with new music from Bleachers, Prince, Torres, and a whole lot more. But we start with one of the year's most anticipated releases. Out now from Billie Eilish, the album is called Happier Than Ever. Did you think I'd show up in a limousine? No. Had to save my money for security. Got a stack of walking up and down the street. Says he's Satan and he'd like to meet. I bought a secret ass when I was 17. Haven't had a party since I got the keys Had a pretty boy over but he couldn't stay On his way I made him sign an NDA music that is both as creepy and beautiful as she does. And it's funny. I mean, this song is hilarious. And this song is NDA from the album Happier Than Ever from Billie Eilish. And Anne, if there is one recurring theme on this album for her, it seems to be, you don't know me. You don't really know who I am. Well, I would say the support beams of that theme are self-respect and agency. And that is what Billie Eilish is determined to claim with the second release. Another record she made with her brother Phineas. It was a lockdown project. And yet, to me, it feels like a totally worthy follow-up to her massive debut. It has interesting new elements, new directions for her. But as we heard on that song, NDA, they still can raise the magic that made Billie such an icon for her generation and for pop in general. And to me, the most impressive thing about this new album is Billie Eilish's voice, which is, is, has not changed a ton, but which she's showing us in different settings. I mean, there's a song on this record called Your Power that's a, pretty much an acoustic ballad, you know, and she, she sings it with no bells and whistles from Phineas, really, you know, no tricky little beats, no sound effects. And I love it. I mean, I think she has a long career as a torch singer, as a standard singer. I mean, she could be like the next Diana Krall, honestly. She could do that jazz thing. She said she was very inspired by a a woman named Julie London, who was a well-known torch singer in the mid-20th century. Julie London was sort of the model for every singer David Lynch ever put in a movie, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And 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 Billy captures that so well and has the craft to modulate her voice and to to nail every lyric and every syllable. I'm impressed. Billie Eilish is the artist. Her insanely anticipated record is called Happier Than Ever. 
And Anne, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about the new Posthumous Prince album that's out today, along with one more album that we're loving this week. But first, I want to go to a new one from the rapper Isaiah Rashad. It's called The House Is Burning. right like you get right into it yeah totally this is isaiah rashad his new album is the house is burning the song we're hearing from it is called true story and wxpn's john morrison back to talk about this one hey john hey what's up robin isaiah rashad a rapper he's originally from tennessee but he's he's based out of los angeles now this is his third full-length album and he's asking a lot of really big questions on it yeah absolutely isaiah rashad the music that he makes is so dreamy but it's also full of this deep pain mm. and introspection. And he's also, you know, turning up the attitude and the, the energy on this record. And like you said, really wrestling with his own personal stuff that he's experienced, but also the state of the world that we're all experiencing right now. Yeah, this is his first album in five years, and it comes after a kind of a really hard time in his life. Yeah, you know, he, he talks a lot about it. He's been candid in his music and in interviews and stuff talking about you know his own struggles with addiction and he really turns all of that pain and anguish into something that's really beautiful the the production on this record the vocal harmonies he, he's got like these like lush dreamy choruses all throughout the record it's painful and you can feel the stuff that he's saying and and you know that he's pulling it from a space of deep pain and trauma but it, he makes something like really beautiful out of it yeah i was so struck by the production lots of surprising sounds and like you said he cranks up the attitude a little bit it does get a little dark at times on the record but overall so beautiful and and he closes the record with a song called hb2u that has a hidden track at the end of it. I want to play just a little bit of that hidden track. And it's sort of this woozy, dreamy pop song that he's singing on. You know, throughout this record, especially on that hidden track, it feels like he's coming out of something. You know what I mean? Mm. I, don't, I don't know how to... It, I'm being vague and it, it's like an intangible thing that I'm trying to get at, but it, it feels like he's coming up from under something. And I, I get shades of that throughout 
this record, you know, you can you can feel it and you can connect with it and you can see that this is somebody who's trying to turn the corner in their life personally and, and it comes out in the music. Yeah, this is one of those albums that as soon as it was over, I wanted I just went right back and started it all over again because there's just so much to catch, I think, and think about it. He he really does a beautiful job on this album. The House is Burning from Isaiah Rashad. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. All right, up next on our list of the best albums out today on July 30th is a new one from Bleachers. It's called Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. This is Bleachers. The album is Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. The song we're hearing from it is Stop Making This Hurt. And NPR Music's Lindsay McKenna returns to talk about this one and one more we're loving today. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Robin. Bleachers, the solo project for the You See His Name Everywhere producer Jack Antonoff. <laughs> and we know the kind of you know magic that he brings to so many artists. But even here on his own work, I was just repeatedly struck by just how amazing he is at crafting the perfect earworm. Yeah, I think that the spirit of collaboration is really alive and well on Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Bleachers was kind of this explicit idea or vehicle for him to explore what he's really become known for, which are these big maximalist pop sounds. And I would argue that one of the reasons that pop over the last five or so years sounds so much like the 80s is because of what he's done. Right. Working with Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey and more recently The Chicks, Claro, Annie Clark, uh, of course, Melodrama. But here... I think that he's able to really flex that production muscle, but also bring it down to scale. There's a real range that's really compelling that I think that for whatever reason, I think that maybe the pandemic was one of those reasons that he really does play with scale, that there's some small moments that are just as impactful as the really big moments as well. Let's hear one of those smaller moments. This is the opening cut, 91. It's 91 and the war is on I watch in black, white, and green My mother dances around Like there ain't no rip in the scene While she waltzes with ghosts I can feel what went wrong And she's here, but she's not Just like her, I'm not home Just like her, I'm not home which is essentially just his voice in this small string ensemble and that lilting melody that never stops or entirely resolves is just so nice. And also it features author Zadie Smith, who co-wrote it. Again, there's collaboration all throughout this. There's The Chicks and Aaron Dessner on Don't Go Dark, who obviously he produced The Chicks' most recent record. He worked with Aaron Dessner on Taylor Swift's pandemic records. It's perfect that you played that cut because thematically all throughout the record, 
Jack Antonoff's got a lot to say about New Jersey, specifically his home state, and just the idea of home more generally. And as a person who talks constantly about her home state, I have tons of respect for that. He once told the New York Times of New Jersey, you're there, but you're not. Everything's possible, but nothing's possible. That's why New Jersey has this desperation. It's a sound of hope and despair in the music. And everything I've ever written from comes from that feeling. And I really do think that at the heart of anything that Jack Antonoff makes, whether that's in Bleachers, even dating back to his time in Steel Train, I think that that duality of, you know, the hope and despair, that that's pop music in a nutshell. And I think that that's what he does so well. And that's what's happening here. Bleachers, the album is Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Lindsay, you'll also be back in the second half of the show to talk about a new album from the artist known as Skirts, so sit tight for that. First, I want to play the latest from the veteran band Los Lobos. They're back today with a new album called Native Sons. This is Los Lobos. The new album is called Native Sons, and the song we're hearing from it is The World is a Ghetto. It's a a track originally released in 1972 by the band War. And host of NPR Music's alt-Latino podcast, Felix Contreras, back again for this one. Hey, Felix. Hey, Robin. What's happening? Man, these guys have been on such an incredible run for so long. I mean, decades. And here they've recorded a, a bunch of songs that pay tribute to their home in Los Angeles. You know, their original name was Los Lobos del Este Los Angeles, the Mm. Wolves of East Los Angeles. And they shortened it eventually to Los Lobos. But the name reflected the attachment to their hometown. And I got to say, I have been a fan of the band since the late 1970s. And I've followed them on their musical journey, like up and down, throughout all kinds of different styles. And this record is a perfect record to come out right about the time they're celebrating their 50th anniversary, 50 years. They picked these songs to celebrate sort of the diverse heritage and history and sonics of of Los Angeles. Their sound is a mix of blues and Latin music, mostly the accordion-driven conjunto and some cumbias, zydeco, R&B. And this album is like a a mix of R&B bands, artists like the Midnighters from East L.A., Chicano Pachuco Swing with Lalo Guerrero, classic rock. All of this stuff is like a hodgepodge of cultures. But for a certain generation, this is the soundtrack of coming of age in Southern California. They did some great crate digging for this, too. I mean, there's definitely tracks that I think people would easily recognize from artists like the Beach Boys and Jackson Brown. But there are some killer tracks that I had just never heard of before. 
yeah, some really obscure uh, R&B, some blues. And like I mentioned, the guy named Lalo Guerrero, he's like, he's considered the father of Chicano swing from like the 40s, 50s. He, they do the Pachuco boogie thing with him. Yeah, r- lots of great, great diving. Well, I have to admit that when I hear a, a veteran band that's been around as long as they have, when I when I hear that they've come out with a, a covers record, there's always a little part of me that kind of thinks like, oh man, do, do they just... Have they run out of things to say? Is this just kind of like a throwaway project? But I, I was really pleasantly surprised by how much they bring these songs to life in ways that just make them feel really current. Los Lobos is that band, and the album is called Native Sons. Thanks so much, Felix. Thank you, Robin. We still have a few more albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, including the new one from Prince. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Boston hip-hop. It's not just your everyday hip-hop with a thick Boston accent. Boston hip-hop is known for its gritty beat, DIY stages, and underground music scene. It actually got its start at Harvard and MIT's radio stations. This beat's got brains and beauty. Make sure to check out Boston Hip Hop, then check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Ready for a new ride, but not sure where to start? Try the tool designed to make car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. Then see your real rate and monthly payment without impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Autonavigator. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick run through the best albums out now on July 30th. We start the second half of the show off with Prince. There's a new posthumous release from him today called Welcome to America. You go to bed just to learn was all a dream Day after day Just a yearning For something in between This is Prince. His posthumous album is called Welcome to America, and the song we're hearing from it is One Day We Will All Be Free. And Ann Powers, we come back to you for this one. We've obviously had no shortage of recordings from the Prince estate since his death in 2016, but what are we getting with this latest album? Robin, this is a highly unusual, very exciting release. Unlike most archival collections, this is a whole 
album conceived as such. It's from 2010. It was discovered by the Prince archivist Michael Howe when he was going through some of the material in the vaults. He found these two, remember the, you know, CDRs where you would right. write in like Sharpie <laughs> on the CDR? <laughs> so, imagine, just imagine that, like being in there looking at the prince's doodles, you know, of cats or whatever, <laughs> and suddenly you see these two discs. So they, he just had this entire album recorded and it was just sitting there? It seems like too good to believe or maybe too weird to believe, right? Because, I mean, this this record, Welcome to America, is it is a significant release. And even thematically, it's very coherent. There's a lot of kind of social consciousness songs on it alongside the party songs and the sex songs, which are always also social consciousness songs <laughs> from Prince. But I think what happened was... He was at the top of his game in so many ways in 2010. He'd, you know, reestablished himself as the greatest live performer in popular music. He was touring all the time. He'd played the Super Bowl. He'd played all of these multiple arena dates. And the creative juices were flowing. So it's not surprising that this record exists. What's surprising is that we've never heard it before. I love the sound of the record. I was really struck by how very old school it sounds. You know, a lot of it was recorded with a single mic with everyone gathered around it and singing. It just feels very alive. Like there were moments listening to it where you could just feel the heat coming off the city streets, you know? He wanted to capture the energy of a trio. There's also Born to Die. Born to Die is a kind of classic superfly style story of a woman, you know, on the streets who's who's addicted to drugs. So that's got that kind of social consciousness element to it as well. And then, of course, there's One Day We Will All Be Free, which is a straight up anthem. I mean, how much I wish I could stand in a crowd and have Prince lead lead me and thousands of others in singing that song. It would feel so good right now. Well, it's also so good to have this album, I can't believe it, a whole new album from Prince called Welcome to America, out now on July 30th. And Anne, let's do one more album before you go. It's from an artist you and I and pretty much everyone else on the NPR music team loves, Torres. She's back with a new one today called Thirstier. This is Torres. Her new album is called Thirstier, and this is the opening cut, Are You Sleepwalking? It's her fifth album. And you know, Anne, she's played around with her sound a lot across her records, and she she still does on this one, but it was so nice to hear her 
plug in and crank it up again like she does on this song. It's what I've been waiting for from Mackenzie Scott. And not to say I haven't loved literally everything she's done, whatever yeah. you know, turn she's taken on the art rock freeway. She's taken a lot of interesting turns. But this record, she has figured out every element. She rewrites the structures of songs from the inside out. Like she writes mm. the rewrites the DNA of songs, especially in her melodies. We heard it on the the song we just listened to. She sings almost like it's a guitar solo or a keyboard mm. line. You know what I mean? And yeah. in challenging what a song can be, I think she gets to emotions and and you know states of desire. She she can express those things in ways that other people just can't. I like how you say that she changes the DNA of songs because the words frustrated genius kept coming to mind, you know, while oh, I was listening so to this true. album. You know, she's like, she's a gifted artist who just seems so chronically, not irritated, restless, I think, yes. and unsatisfied, you know, and I think she sings a lot about desire. That's a recurring theme, I think, on a lot of her music. Yes, and on this record, she's singing about satisfied desire, but how satisfaction doesn't limit desire. These songs show us how even at your happiest, even at your most satisfied, there is always, there's always more to desire, you know? Torres is the artist. Her new album is called Thirstier. Thanks so much, Anne. Always a pleasure, Robin. From Taurus, let's go to another brilliant album out today that we're loving. It's from the singer known as Yola. It's called Stand For Myself. It's a lot. This is Yola, the singer Yola. Her new album is Stand For Myself, and this song is called If I Had To Do It All Again. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody here to talk about this one. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. Hope you're doing well. Yola is a British singer and songwriter. She obviously has an incredible voice. This is her second full-length album, and I don't know about you, but I, I think she's going to be huge. Her voice, her spirit, her presence across this record, I just think is incredible. This album is probably the best soul record in the last 20 years for me. Wow. It has to be. Like, it's timeless. It's classic. It's, it's a genre-bending soul Americana record like no other. Yeah. And I was not expecting to hear what I hear on this album because I know the first album more Americana, more country soul. And honestly, I don't know why I didn't know this. I didn't know she even worked with Massive Attack and one of my favorite UK production crews, Bugs in the Attic. I had no idea that she had that past. And you can hear, I can hear some of that past in tracks like If I Had to Do It All Again. Her experience shines through. And again, 
I want to reiterate, just like we talked about, uh, you know, people remember we talked about Laura Mvula. She talks mm. about, you know, I've read interviews with her where she had this similar experience with Laura Mvula being a, a black artist, specifically a black woman, and according to her, a, a dark-skinned black woman doing music that stereotypically is not supposed to be a black woman's role, which, you know, that is such an awful thing to experience, and it's not true. Honestly, rock and roll, soul, all American music is black music, and for her to have to deal with record executives telling her, there was an interview on Radio American Songwriter where she basically says, I was told by an unnamed executive that no one ever wants to hear a black woman sing rock and roll. And I'm like, dude, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yeah. And there's some great rock on here. On the, There's a song called Stand For Myself that's really got some, just some scorching guitar on it. And thematically, it feels like this is just an album of resilience. It's political, it's love, it's about life. This is her coming through. You hear, you get to know who Yola is through this album. The record is Stand For Myself by the singer Yola. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you, Robin. We've got one more album that we want to play for you on this episode, but it is a busy release day and there are several other notable albums out now we want to flag, starting with an album called Animal from the duo known as Lump. This is Laura Marling and Mike Lindsay. Bob Boylan just featured them on a recent Tuesday episode of All Songs Considered. Definitely check it out. Animal is the album from Lump. Naya Izumi, winner of the 2018 Tiny Desk Contest, he's just released his debut full-length album for Sony Masterworks. It's called A Residency in the Los Angeles area. Bob Boylan also featured this one on the show recently, Naya Izumi, A Residency in the Los Angeles area. The R&B and soul singer Leela James has a beautiful new album out today called See Me. The band Sunvolt is back with a new one called Electro Melodier, Electro Melodier from Sunvolt. And there's a really nice guitar rock and pop album out today from an artist known as Poise. It's called Vestiges. This is the music of Lucy Murphy, a New York artist. Again, her debut album under the name Poise is called Vestiges. All that music out now along with the last one we want to play for you. It's from the artist known as Skirts. It's called Great Big Wild Oak. This is the artist known as Skirts. The new album is called Great Big Wild Oak. The song from it is called Easy, and NPR Music's Lindsay McKenna, we come back to you for this one. This was a debut album for Skirts and a, a discovery artist for me this week, uh, probably for a lot of other people. So let's just start with who's behind this music. First of all, we should give a shout out to the great Stephen Thompson, our colleague, who featured Skirts on the 2019 edition of the Austin 100. So he beat us all to the punch, but I'm happy that we're that's, on board now. That's why I don't know it. 
I mean, there's no yeah, way I would have <laughs> ever read that feature from Stephen. Incredibly tough for Stephen. <laughs> but this is the full-length debut from songwriter Alex Montenegro. She grew up in Dallas with a dad who was a DJ, and she cites being exposed to indie rock on Tumblr. And as a person who kind of got her start, you know, reading a bunch of blogs online, I really identify with that. She worked in a record store. She got involved with the Dallas DIY scene. And I think what I love most about Great Big Wild Oak is that it really does have all of those influences synthesized. She cites Fleet Foxes and The National, but I think you can also hear some of the Americana stuff that if you're kind of a schooled, scholarly, indie rock type, you know, Bob Dylan, the band, those sorts of artists really come to the fore as well. Yeah, there's a real analog feel to the record. You know, the songs are all a little ragged and rough around the edges. It just makes it feel very genuine. You know, it kind of, it just takes me to a, a quiet, comfortable place, I think. For sure. I was listening to it out loud um, with my puppy in my lap and, that, <laughs> you know, with a, a warm cup of coffee. And I, I think that I was really struck by the intimacy of that feeling. There's a warmth to it. It's twangy. There's a line in the song Swim about the warm salt water. And I definitely felt like I was kind of bathing in that, that humidity, especially with the instrumentation. There's clarinet, flute, pedal steel. It all comes together. And I think that there's something really compelling and just really enlightening to see someone who's young, but is synthesizing so many different strands of indie rock to make something that feels completely unique, but also so worn in and warm and inviting. I feel like it's a whole world and I'm just happy that I can jump in. Yeah, me too. It's like a world before cell phones and streaming <laughs> services, but life was a little simpler and cozier and warmer and real. If you need a palate cleanser this week, I think this is the record to do it. Great big wild oak from Skirts. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Thanks, Robin. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. As always, you can hear full versions of the songs we played, plus a whole bunch of singles that came out this week in our expanded playlists. Just search for NPR's New Music Friday in Apple Music or Spotify, or you can listen on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest from NPR Music. We only send it out once a week on Saturday mornings, and you can sign up for it at npr.org slash musicnewsletter. That's all one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend, be well, and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>